Welcome to Tabletop Journal's Seat Yourself podcast series on the hospitality tabletop industry. Now, here's your host, Dave Turner. Hi, everyone. I'm Dave Turner, and I'm your host here today. I want to welcome you back to our Seat Yourself podcast. Today, we're coming from our Northern HQ, along the, at least for today anyway, the foggy and the rainy coast of Maine. We're up here taking care of a little business, both professional and personal. And speaking of business, this is episode number 92 of Seat Yourself, and it's published on the week of September 28th, 2020. This episode of Seat Yourself, it's going to run approximately 15 to 20 minutes or so. And before we get started, I want to mention that I've received some notes from some of you wondering if myself or our team at Tabletop Journal are all doing okay, and I want to assure you that we're just fine, and we've been taking a little hiatus, working on a couple of special projects that we've got coming up for you. And trust me, I think 2021 is going to be our best year yet in terms of bringing you exciting and relevant content. During these times of COVID, we've had to pivot for sure, much like many of you have had to do. And while it's not easy, it's challenged us to look at all we do and look at it differently and to view it with an eye towards how can we be better and does this fit with what we want to bring to you, our audience. And finally, while we've been realistic during this pandemic, we've also tried to strike a balance to not ignore the tough realities of what's happening throughout our industry, but to also be optimistic by looking forward and focusing on creativity and the future. And while I'm on the subject of you, our audience, I want to thank each and every one of you. Your listenership for Seat Yourself has been growing rapidly in all parts of the world, and we truly appreciate it. We couldn't do it without you. And we're especially excited to be closing in on our 100th episode. That's amazing to me. And right alongside that, I want to mention our other podcast, Every Other Thursday. That podcast has really taken off as of late, and we've had some incredible guests on to talk about everything from wines to marketing to food and beverage trends. And if you haven't caught up with Every Other Thursday, I'd encourage you to do so. Our group conversations over there offer expert opinion on a wide range of relevant topics. So with all that, I really appreciate your notes of concern and worry. And in preparing for this episode, your notes made me reflect on just who I have concern about in our industry. And so today, I want to talk about the three people I worry about in our industry and why I'm concerned about them. And so, with all of that said, let's get this episode number 92 of Seat Yourself. Let's get it started. In today's podcast, as I mentioned in the opening, I want to talk briefly about the three people that I continue to have concerns and worries about in our industry and what might be helpful for those of us in the hospitality industry to continue to remember as we find our way through this industry darkness called COVID. And when I think about those that give me the first concerns in our industry, I think about those who've been laid off or furloughed. And whether you're on the operator side, the supply chain side, or the manufacturer side, many of you in the companies you've worked for saw your business go from prosperity throughout the first quarter of this year to virtually zero in a matter of days this past spring. And while we all thought this might be a short-lived event, COVID-19 has turned out to be anything but short-lived. In fact, we're now seeing flare-ups and lockdowns coming back again in various parts of the world. And with each week that passes, we're also seeing more and more of the layoffs and the furloughs become permanent. The stresses associated with lost incomes cannot be overstated. 
And certainly, you can add to those stresses the stress of loss of identity and the loss of purpose. And we've talked about both of those here on Seat Yourself as well. The good news for all of us is that for some of us, these unfortunate circumstances, and remember, none of us cause these unfortunate circumstances, these terribly unfortunate circumstances have actually provided opportunities for some of us, if we allow ourselves to see them that way. Back in August, we did a profile on tabletop industry veteran and expert Bob Thompson and his delicious new brand, Bobby Tees Up in Smoke. And Bob articulated this concept far better than I ever could. Bob described that he'd always like to cook and have fun. And when a few things fell his way, his dream of starting a fun and engaging food brand, well, it became a reality. You know, it's funny how things fall our way if we let ourselves see the opportunities. And if you haven't listened to our podcast with Bob, I'd definitely encourage you to do so. It's one of our most inspirational and most listened to podcasts yet. And not long ago, we also did an entire podcast of self-care and self-compassion. Here, we offered up support options for those times when all of us could use just a little bit more bucking up. Jason Wange and the phenomenal grassroots Facebook group he started called Food Service Power Plant Network, that's an example of such a great support group for those within the food service industry. And while that's just one, it's one that I love because it's from within, it's very grassroots oriented, and it's built around fun and supporting one another. In This Together is defined by Jason and his Food Service Power Plant Network. Make sure you check that out. But there are others, and we offer those up as well to those of us who may need some help, whether it may be financial help or emotional help. And so while I remain concerned about my friends and industry colleagues who've been laid off or even terminated, remember, there is a future. There is help out there. Take a step and let others help. And then, once you're ready, it will be your turn to help others. Our industry is filled with incredibly talented, incredibly resilient, and incredibly creative people. Even if we've suddenly hit a rough patch like no other ever before, I know that together we will make it through all this. The second group I have concerns about as our industry attempts to recover is what I call the survivor group. This is a group of people who have survived the layoffs, the furloughs, and the terminations only to see their departed friends and work colleagues struggle after a permanent downsizing. Often these organizational changes leave a strong sense of remorse and of guilt to those that are still employed. And then you add to that an increased workload, which only amplifies all those existing stresses. Employees need to recognize that survivors need empathy and understanding. And as they navigate through this balancing act that has thrown their employees' everyday work-life routines straight into the wind. Oh, and of course, there is also the issue of mental health for survivors as well. In late August, the Society of Human Resource Management published a study that reported that 69% of us had a coworker who'd talked to them about his or her struggles with mental health. The fear and uncertainty that accompanies even the most basic of concerns during a COVID-19 creeps into the workplace as well. Am I going to be safe? Will I bring the virus home to my family? Or will maybe I give it to a coworker? Basic concerns in the workplace. All of this while you're feeling like you're falling short on all ends, at work and at home. So certainly, workplace survivors do not have it easy, and they're not without their own stresses. 
To help with those stresses, employees can do a handful of basic things. Number one, like recognizing that survivors may have guilty feelings and wondering if they will be the next to be let go or when that will happen. Employees can reassure them that even if they'd made additional sacrifices themselves, the organizational changes would have happened for their laid off or furloughed colleagues. Another example of something that's basic and can be done by employees, they can let employees know that it's okay to be grieving with the loss of the former workplace that they had, and it's okay to feel stressed at trying to balance everything post-reorganization. Employers should also recognize that survivors may feel a stigma talking to their manager about any types of mental health issues, and this may be especially true if their manager is an older manager. Employees might want to be aware, too, that Co-workers and colleagues may actually be more helpful ear in cases where workplace survivors are struggling. And employers need to do the basic things as well, like communicating the company's plans, even as those plans evolve and change. And as a final basic point, employers need to remember to acknowledge good work, even the good work performed by those who may have been laid off. Now, we've always thought that celebrating success has been an attribute of great companies, Even if the successes now are much smaller than they used to be, celebrating success and acknowledging good work is truly more critical now than ever before. Make no mistake about it, the guilt among survivors of layoffs and downsizing is real. It's true even in good economies, but certainly during the uncertainty of COVID, when the likelihood of my friends and former co-workers not finding any immediate work is very, very doubtful, my guilt will be real and it will only add to the stresses that I'm already feeling from being overworked and probably underrecognized. And likewise, here at See Yourself, my worry for workplace survivors is real. The many conversations I've had with those still employed during COVID testify to this and how real it actually is. And I'll repeat what I said earlier. Our industry is filled with incredibly talented, resilient, and creative people even if we've suddenly hit a rough patch like no other ever before. I know that together we will make it through this. The third group of people I worry about are our industry leaders. Leaders are people who generally are good at leading others and making decisions. Well, in an industry that's gone from decades of continual high performance to literally overnight becoming stuck in neutral, there's no group of people who have been affected more than the leadership group within the hospitality and food service industry. With no real roadmap to follow in terms of running a business, along with governmental protocols that are ever-changing and varying by region, solid decision-making, well, that's definitely become an art form today, at best. Nothing in any business school or course ever taught our leaders about leading in COVID times. Neither entrepreneurs or seasoned industry leaders have ever seen anything remotely like our current pandemic. Even in previous difficult economic times, it was always a case for turning a business around or gaining more market share. Well, today, it's now all about surviving, often with little or no business left from existing customers. If a leader is lucky, they have a segment of their business that's still really operating, and a segment that they can put more resource and attention to until the hospitality sector returns. And we've been saying for a while that the fall months of 2020 That's where the going is going to get the toughest. And unless a company is incredibly liquid or has access to liquidity, the forbearance periods on things like mortgages and loans are beginning to run out. Governmental programs to fund payrolls may have helped, but the larger expense such as rent 
or even inventory, those expenses remain. These types of things, these issues that were largely handled by others as a normal part of running the business, they're now coming directly to leaders for decisions that need to be made, often with few available options. Even for the survivor companies of COVID, what will the future of our industry be like? How many competitors will any company have? How will leaders make sure that their companies remain competitive? These are all great questions for leaders, but they all have very few concrete answers. Now, it's true that leaders are used to managing stress, but today our industry leaders are managing stresses that they never, ever dreamed of. So what can leaders do to help mitigate and deal with some of all this? To me, self-care, especially for leaders, remains at the center of planning for the managing through this current COVID-19 pandemic. Leaders also need to be hopeful, but they must acknowledge the realities of where we are today. Not what will be tomorrow, but today. And when I say hopeful rather than optimistic, it's because normal optimism that's built into most CEO leader types can be great in most of the time. But in a pandemic where the future is really unknown, being overly optimistic can set both the leader and the organization up for disappointment and frustration. So, straight from the Stockdale paradox, you can look it up, it's worth it. For the time being, I'd rather see our leaders being hopeful and instilling hopefulness into all their planning. Back to self-care for leaders, here are a few basic points of focus to help guide leaders through these current uncertain times. Number one, keep the decision-making focused on the here and now. The idea of living to fight for another day is a real strategy, and making sure you stay in business is the only way I know how to do that. It's okay to be decisive, but leaders also need to keep their organizations flexible. And it goes without saying that the COVID-19 situation, very, very fluid. Being able to adjust as needed and perhaps very quickly as needed is going to be critical to remaining in business to fight another day. Number two, communicate regularly in the manner that you're used to doing it. Being careful not to overpromise, but letting both external and internal customers know what your plans are, keeping in mind that they're going to change and likely will be adjusted. Number three, leaders like to be in control, and now is not a good time for that. Leaders need to understand this and remain flexible themselves, and probably more importantly, teach their organization to remain flexible. Number four, keep your organization focused on helping customers. Empathy and help is what customers need right now, not necessarily more of whatever products you're selling. Number five, also remain empathetic to your team. Now, whether your team is a big team or a small team, that's your team. Understand the struggles that they're going through and how you can be helpful to them during this time of COVID. And number six, like I said in an earlier segment, great companies celebrate the wins. So make sure you and your team celebrate wins. Again, no matter how big those wins are or how small they may be. And finally, number seven, when it comes to the issue of self-care, make it a priority. Things you previously may have taken for granted, like getting enough sleep or exercise or connecting with friends and colleagues, these basics will help you to remain true to yourself. Never forget the skills that you have that prompted others to follow you. You are a leader. Start by leading yourself. Set the example. Yes, folks, our industry leaders are people I worry a lot about these days because to me, they represent the best of an industry that I consider to be the best. Remember, 
The food service and hospitality industry is an industry that does a lot more than simply provide us with sustenance or perhaps a bed and a shower. Ours is an industry that connects the world. One meal, one hotel stay, one conference, one business meeting, one cruise, one airline trip, one connection at a time. And once again, I'll repeat what I said earlier. Our industry is filled with incredibly talented, resilient, and creative people. Even if we are suddenly hit with a rough patch like never before in our lives, I know that together we will make it. I'm Dave Turner, and thanks for joining me today. That concludes this week's episode of Tabletop Journal's Seat Yourself podcast series. For more news, information, and insights on the hospitality tabletop industry, please be sure to check out www.tabletopjournal.com.